Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. It's a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys for Friday, February 16th, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you, and possibly a Jimmy Murphy sighting today as well on the show uh, joining us here. We haven't seen our guy Jimmy in a long time, ready to talk Friday's NHL card, and it's a big slate of act. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, one game on the uh, NHL slate tonight, and only one game, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I was thinking ahead to tomorrow. That is going to be a big slate uh, that we have coming up on deck tomorrow, including the first of two outdoor games this weekend at MetLife Stadium in uh, New Jersey, uh, where they will host a Flyers-Devils game tomorrow night on ABC and a Rangers-Islanders game Sunday afternoon, uh, also nationally televised on ABC. So uh, a couple of outdoor games, the stadium series, as they call it. And actually, if you look ahead to tomorrow, you talk about massive, titanic, epic showdowns. We've got multiple in the NHL tomorrow. How's Edmonton-Dallas sound to you? Pretty damn good. How does the Battle of Florida, Tampa Bay, Florida sound to you? How does Winnipeg-Vancouver in the late night hours sound to you? I mean, we have some great matchups coming up tomorrow, so that'll be a fun card. Do a Carolina-Vegas, don't sleep on that. I mean, that's definitely, you know, Stanley Cup final preview material, potentially both teams in the mix so it is one heck of a card tomorrow night just as far as quality matchups are concerned so uh, looking forward to that but of course first today we'll look at Carolina Arizona but before we even get into that we have to look back on last night and first of all as always the BetCast Patreon exclusive shout out to those of you that have signed up that have subscribed for the $10 a month that were able to take part in last night's Patreon exclusive BetCast Um, it was a lot of fun And look, every BetCast we do is going to be fun. It's going to be enjoyable because of the camaraderie and the company we keep. It's always fun. It's a great community. We have a great group of people that we get to hang out with, throw back some beers, and watch the games with while we live bet the games at night. But it's even more enjoyable when you cash tickets the way our fucking group was cashing tickets last night uh, during that BetCast. It was I would put it up there as one of our more profitable betcasts and profitable overall evenings. Not, and I'm not talking about me anymore. I'm talking about as a collective, uh, yeah. as a group, the, the the wins and the 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 the, the victories that we all enjoyed, either pregame or live betting wise, uh, last night during that Thursday card was just absolutely scintillating. Um, and you know, we'll try to recap some of it throughout the night, but the highlight being an ice guys first, a historic night in this regard, because I don't think it's happened before. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty damn sure this has not happened before. I'm pretty sure this is the first time and it could be a while before it happens again, because it's damn hard to accomplish what we did last night. As far as the three people on yesterday's show, me, Alex, Matt Robinson, the three of us combined a six and O best bet and Bargain bin special of the night sweep for Thursday. Six and O. Oh. It is hard to get a best bet sweep. Hard enough to get a best bet sweep when you're just talking sides and totals. To think that it was a three and O oh best bet sweep 
plus a 3-0 bargain bin special of the night sweep. And we're talking wagers of plus 300 or better with the bargain bin special of the night. Incredible. I mean, that's the only word you could use. Absolutely incredible. A 6-0 best bet bargain bin special of the night sweep. Me, I had Dallas Moneyline, and I had Matty Beneers for the Seattle Kraken to score a goal plus 490. And he goes back to Massachusetts, his home state, and scores against the Boston Bruins. Alex B. Smith, he had the Tampa Bay Lightning money line, minus 125. And he had Philip Kurashev for the Chicago Blackhawks to score a goal at plus 350. So those were his best bet and bargain bin sweeps. And then Matt Robinson, as he often does, goes all Dallas Stars with the uh, Dallas Stars in regulation. And Matt Duchesne over one and a half points at plus 320 as his bargain bin special of the night. Uh, and what can you say? It's just, uh, uh, like I say, it's like a one in a million type of night because it's going to be damn hard to duplicate, Alex, what we did last night with the 6-0 and best bet bargain bin sweep. Yeah, I mean, it, it will be hard to duplicate, but the fact that we, we got it done, you know, proves it's not impossible. So it, it was a, a great night, and, uh, you know, for all of us to have those calls and, and, and to be spot on, you know, we, we hope to have that more often, honestly, but, yeah, like I said, it just, uh, you know, sometimes you have these nights that align like that. And, you know, like I said, everybody had been kind of been struggling the last few days, you know, getting out of the grind. Yeah. yeah, it's been a grind. So so to have a night like that is really good. It was, no doubt. All right, let's get into the action that was last night. It was obviously a huge slate uh, throughout the early hours. How about a shocker early in the evening with Anaheim? Um, you know, a struggling Anaheim team, a rolling Ottawa team, and the Ducks go into Ottawa and put a beating on the Senators, 5-1. to one. It was not a great night for the Senators. You could tell they were just off, off, didn't have it right from the beginning, uh, and it just basically continued throughout the stretch of the game. But you got to give the Ducks credit. They've had their lumps. They've uh, str- had their struggles, but uh, bounced back from a tough night for them in Montreal where they got blanked 5 nothing, uh, and then they end up coming back beating Ottawa. That was a disappointment for me that you would have said to me, 5-1 Anaheim, that I would not have cashed the over in that game. I would have said, wow. How is that possible? But sure enough, that's exactly uh, what ended up happening there. Um, 5-1 for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, The Rangers in a a very wild game as far as goals, and the goals just came left and right in the second period and third period. What do we see? We saw 10 goals in the last two periods combined in that game, uh, and the Rangers end up with a 7-4 victory over the Montreal Canadiens. You know, that was a game that we had had a couple of goal props. Uri Slapkovsky. How many times have I said bet his goal prop lately? He ends up scoring again for Montreal. Will Cooley mentioned him on the show yesterday. He chips in for the Rangers, one of their goals. It was a great night for Chris Kreider getting a hat trick. Uh, Mika Zibanejad had a solid night. I think he had a three-point night uh, for the Rangers. So big uh, up outputs for uh, a lot of these New York Rangers players. And that's a perfect example, Alex, of why I think we need to start looking more, and I'm definitely going to make a point of it, to start looking more towards some of these over one-and-a-half points props because we're seeing a lot of players recently, you know, get multi-point gains. You know, when they get a point, they get another, you know, later in the game. And pretty much every over one and a half point prop that you bet is going to be plus money. So that is definitely something maybe to a market to really try to exploit, you know, and take greater advantage of uh, moving forward. And if you were on some of those over one and a half point props on the likes of Kreider and Zibanejad, you know, last night for the Rangers, you definitely cashed in there. Uh, credit to the LA Kings. Um, they're a roller coaster ride to watch right now. 
uh, and it's continued with the coaching change where they just, you know, dominate an excellent Edmonton Oilers team. They completely look pathetic against Buffalo, 7-0 shutout loss. Uh, and they were full marks for the win. I thought they were the better team over New Jersey for most of that game uh, last night, and they end up getting the 2-1 to one victory. And David Riddick, you know, he's the yo-yo too. I mean, he was great. Shutout against Edmonton. Looked like big Civ Dave again against Buffalo. And then last night only gives up one goal. So uh, L.A. up and down. That's still a team that in the next few games I'm still going to avoid that team. Like, I'm not going to rush. Like, I'm just letting them do their thing. Keep me out of it. Uh, and let's just see how things transpire for the uh, LA Kings. They have a very tough back-to-back, by the way, uh, this weekend. They're in Boston for an early game against the Bruins tomorrow afternoon, and then they play Pittsburgh on Sunday night on a back-to-back in the Berg on Yarmir Yager's big night. They're re- retiring his jersey to the Raptors. Uh, Yarmir's already back in Pittsburgh. Uh, I see the uh, photos on social media that he's already back in town ready for his big night uh, on uh, Sunday night. So, uh, that's going to be a, a game involving the Kings when they go to Pittsburgh on Yarmir night, uh, Sunday night. How about the Seattle Kraken, man? Four to one. Uh, Isex in our chat liked Seattle. I did. I just thought the price was too high on Boston there for the way they're kind of lethargic, not lethargic, but they're just not playing their best. I mean, they look like they're struggling a little offensively. Puck's not going in for them right now. And shout out to Joey Decord. What, 35, 36 saves uh, in the victory? Uh, we thought he would be. Uh, absolutely tremendous uh, and have a great chance for a terrific performance going back home to his home state of Massachusetts. And he played great. Uh, it was great to see the saves prop that I really liked in that game cash easily with Joey Decord uh, over 26 and a half saves. The bargain been special for me last night came from this game. Maddie Beneers at plus 490 scores a big goal in the third period uh, for the Seattle Kraken. And a very good road win. And all of a sudden, a road trip that started out pretty poorly for Seattle. They kind of salvage it here these last two games, at least salvage it somewhat with these back-to-back road wins against the Islanders and the Bruins. So good news there for Seattle. Uh, Florida 4 nothing over Buffalo. Just more dominance. Just an absolutely uh, terrific you know, performance, both ends of the ice. Uh, what else can you say? Uh, Florida to me, and I already have Florida in pocket. I bet it a couple days ago, and I mentioned it. Plus 190 to win the Atlantic Division, overpassing to overtake Boston and win the Atlantic Division. I really think they can do it, uh, the Florida Panthers right now. Uh, and definitely, uh, yeah, Alex is str- struggling today. I can tell. That's all right. It was a long, long-ass day, long-ass night last night. He can be yeah. loud. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. My, my blood pressure is kind of going up and down, too, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. right. He's all right. He's going to make it. It's a short show today, by the way. But yeah, you look at it. Um, yeah, great performance there by um Seattle for or by Florida, I should say, four nothing against Buffalo. Lucky as shit for me to cash the team total. Like that was two nothing late in the third. They got two empty net goals, the Panthers in the final minute. But I'll take it. Whew, Panthers keep on rolling with a four nothing win over Buffalo. Uh, the Leafs, another kind of roller coaster ride of a game. One nothing Flyers, a natural hat trick from Austin Matthews. Incredible stuff in the second period to give the Leafs a three one lead. Philly ties at three three in the third period. A couple of really bad pens, especially Bertuzzi. Man, Bertuzzi's just he he's in one right now. He is in one at the moment for the Leafs as far as struggles. I mean, he's not putting the puck in the net. He took a really bad penalty that led to the Flyers tying that game last night. Uh, and then, of course, in overtime, though, William Nylander gets it done. Uh, and the Leafs end up getting a 4-3 overtime victory uh, last night against the Philadelphia Flyers. And how about the draw for Alex and I? We both ended up on that. Uh, the draw ends up cashing in for us there uh, in that game. St. Louis Blues, what a job by them. 6-3 to victory over the Edmonton Oilers. 
Uh, Jake Neighbors cashes a goal prop for me. The Blues team total cashes for both Alex and I. The, all the overs cashed. First period over. First period, both teams to score. Full game over. On the bet cast, Alex took St. Louis live uh, on the money line at what plus 145, I believe it was. Uh, and uh, they were trailing two to one uh, at the time. Uh, and next thing you know, it's 6-3 St. Louis. Binnington, I thought, was very good. The Oilers had their chances to get back in it, but uh, Jordan Binnington had a really solid game. And look, this Blues team, you know, they lost to Toronto. You think, okay, now are they going to start to go back downhill again? Not the case. Uh, they end up getting the uh, 6-3 to victory last night over the Oilers, keeping themselves firmly entrenched in the playoff race in uh, the uh, Western Conference. Uh, you know, we'll pause there. We'll let Alex uh, get his thoughts on that because, Alex, that was a hell of a call on the BetCast last night, a live money line uh, with the Blues, and they get it done. Yeah, yeah. But I, they were actually tied at two when I when I jumped in on that. Oh, it was two, the two. Price okay. kind of, Yeah, the price kind of bounced around, but I was able to get, yeah, 140. Well, I think 140 was actually what the price that I grabbed. And uh, it, just, it just seemed like Edmonton wasn't in, you know, their regular form necessarily to just kind of blow this game out, out, out of the water. And it was it was St. Louis that took advantage of that. And, you know, you had said it that, you know, Stuart Skinner, he's not going to last and be able to play at this kind of pace, you know, uh, for the rest of this year. And, it, you know, it just seemed like this was just the kind of spot where they could, you know, lay an egg. And sure enough, they did. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a great game. And that was uh, just, a, you know, some solid looks. Like I said, we had – just how it looks throughout the board. And going back to that earlier game, that Seattle-Boston game, thought that was going to be a little bit closer. Seattle with a, with a great effort. That's a big win for them. But uh, we did get the both teams to score. Or oh, we got the first period over in that one. Both teams did score in the first period, but I had first period over in that, and I like that spot. And, uh, you know, Florida and Buffalo looking at that game. I, I, I thought I was simplifying it by just going with Sam Reinhart, but he didn't score again. So that's two nights where – They've had, you know, five goals and four goals, and Reinhardt wasn't there, which is a good sign for them. That means that other guys are stepping up and, and chipping in. He's not the guy they rely on every single night, and uh, that's a, another good win for them as well. So uh, those are the kind of, you know, big takeaways from the other games for me. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, like I said about the uh, the Oilers, look, sometimes you have a theory, and it, look, there are, there are a lot of my theories that are crackpot theories. They don't work out, and I get it dead wrong. This one I got 1,000% right just a couple days ago when I said earlier in the week on this show, the regression is going to start to hit Edmonton on defense a little bit, okay? You can't give up. You can't just keep going the rest of the season at a 90% clip giving up two goals or less to every fucking opponent. It's just not possible. It's just not possible to sustain that for the entirety of a season. You're going to eventually show some level of, you know, leveling off defensively and um, we're seeing it the last couple of games they gave up a four spot to Detroit they won that game because they scored eight but they still gave up four to the Red Wings and then they give up the six goals last night to St. Louis now they got to worry about a smoking red hot Dallas Stars team tomorrow afternoon uh, in Dallas which is where we go next and I don't know if collectively between the three of us on yesterday's show me Alex and Matt and the chat and the viewers and the listeners and the community and the fam I don't know if collectively all of us cashed in more on a team in one game than we all did with Dallas last night. I think the whole friggin' Ice Guys community was on Dallas in some form last night with the mom's trip, with Nashville kind of scuffling along, and it was just a perfect combination and to back Dallas at a you know reasonable price. And sure enough, Dallas just lays a ass-kicking on the Nashville Predators last night, 9-2. to two. 
I think Matt Robinson alone cashed like 13 bets on that game. It was incredible. It was like one winner after another for him on that game. He had Marchment props. He had Duchesne props, which I also had. He had Sagan and Wyatt Johnston. I mean, I don't know if there was a Dallas player prop he didn't hit last night in that game. Uh, maybe one, but the majority of them he ended up cashing in with. But hell of a performance by Dallas. Uh, they were revved up to play for mom. You can't let mom down. Uh, and they just absolutely take apart the Nashville Predators. And another element, too, to that handicap for me was that Dallas had been beaten by Nashville two times in a row in Dallas, and uh, I kind of thought they would be chomping at the bit to uh, uh, exact some revenge, and that's exactly what they did uh, last night. And their game coming out of the All-Star break, Alex, has been very strong, this Dallas team. From Ottinger in the pipes all the way out to the forward group, this team since the All-Star break looks like they flipped that switch to Let's get our game to where we want it to be going into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's a perfect time to do that and, and to do that against the division opponent, a team that's also trying to fight and, and claw and get try to get into a playoff spot as well and the, to put the screws to them in, in that fashion. Uh, you know, that's, that's a big win for them. But, yeah, Matt, I mean, absolutely crush it with that game and, you know, just nailing every prop, every little thing that he had and everything catching through. I mean, you, you can't ask for a better night than that. That's got to be one of the best feelings, to be honest with you, is, you know, you're a fan of a team. You're also on a lot of different bets involving that team, and you basically cash them all. You know, that's got to be an absolutely spectacular feeling. I mean, there's nothing better. It's a team you love, and you're making a ton of money off them. I mean, that's just a wonderful feeling, and that's what – I'm sure you've had that with Chicago before. Uh, oh, absolutely, Alex, yeah. Many yes. in the past, mm -hmm. And uh, Matt with Dallas last night. It's a great feeling yeah. indeed. And uh, like I said, dominance. They chased UC Soros from the net, and it was all Dallas last night in that 9-2 win. Best laid you – know, you talk about theories. Well, theories that worked, Edmonton regression defensively. Theory of mine that did not work, um, Connor Bedard being the uh, spark for uh, Chicago last night, although not – helped my stance with Chicago last night by the fact that Arvid Soderblom got the start uh, in that game and gives up a goal in the first 30 seconds. You talk about a killer to the momentum. The crowd's in, into it. The team's, you know, probably feeling it as the puck drops with Bedard back on the bench. Uh, and right away, you're down one nothing. You just got to shut the door there. You got to let your team get into the game, especially on a night like that when you get your best player back. And uh, Soderblom just didn't allow that to happen. Uh, and sure enough, they were chasing the game the rest of the way. Credit to the Penguins. Um, they played a good game. Crosby was solid. Uh, Pittsburgh needed a win in the worst way, and they they got it 4-1 to one last night. I will say this, though, as far as um, Chicago, they had their chances last night. Nadelkovich did play a solid game for the, uh, uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins in net. But, uh, yeah, Alex disappointing all the way around. And uh, Connor Bedard's return night spoiled. Uh, and, uh, we, and you had the smarts and the wherewithal to get off Chicago money line. I did not. And to make matters worse, the over also fails. So that was a game. Well, no, not many games frustrated me last night from a betting standpoint, but that one did. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, we you know, we did get the Kershev goal. Uh, that was my bargain been been playing. That was the, the reason I liked that was because of you know I thought that was going to be the Connor Bedard factor, and that kind of ended up being the, the case. He helped set up that play, but yeah, just, you know, Arvid Soderblom uh, being confirmed in that 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 got me off of, of the game pregame. I did end up trying to jump on and, and, and grab a plus three twenty live uh, with the Hawks when it was a, a two one game. But then, like I said, third period came in. And they 
Pittsburgh got that goal, and it was pretty much a dead game from that point on. So it, it's unfortunate, you know, but now having Bedard back in the lineup, that means that the Hawks can, you know, predicate and get some offense going, you know, moving forward. We know they, they're going to play hard every night, and obviously this is a team that we can back when there's Peter Morazic in that rather than Arkansas. Yeah, no question uh, about that. Uh, so, again, it was just uh, it was a little surprising, a little perplexing that we saw Soderblom last night. Vancouver Canucks, a nice job by them, 4-1. This is another game that, you know, it could have been an epic, huge night, and it was still a very profitable night for me, but it could have been a huge night if we had gotten the both teams to score in the first period and the uh, over 6.5 and, and the live over with the uh, Detroit-Vancouver game. I at least thought we had the live over 5.5. It looked like Vancouver with that four minutes of time with the empty net for Detroit, put one into the empty net, but it was the right call. You can't deny that. Uh, it was clearly offside, so the 5-1 goal that would have put it over the live over 5.5 did not ca count, and it ended up a 4-1 Vancouver win. Very solid by the Canucks, very solid, and the difference in the game was the penalty kill of the Canucks. Detroit had a million chances with the power play in that game. What do they have? Six or seven power plays, and they did not convert on any of those opportunities. It was a great night for the Vancouver Canucks penalty kill. Thatcher Demko was really strong in net. He had to make a couple of you know post-to-post -post saves on a couple of those Detroit power plays. And finally, the Canucks snapped the little uh, hex that the Detroit Red Wings had over them. Uh, Detroit had beaten them five in a row, uh, but that gets snapped last night, four to one for Vancouver as they get the job done over the Detroit Red Wings last night. Tough spot too, and uh, Rick Tockett talked about it in his uh, press conference after the game, saying, "You know, you never know what you're going to get with a team that's coming back home off a road trip, the likes of which we had. A lot of road games out east in a short period of time, but to really dig down deep and put the clamps down on a very potent Detroit team." It was a very impressive game coming off that road trip from the Vancouver Canucks last night. And the final game from the Thursday slate, one of the shockers of the night for sure, the Calgary Flames and the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks, it uh, wasn't as shocking, as shocking to some, someone we know, though, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, Calgary up one nothing. Um, they're coming off a road trip too. So it wasn't a great spot for the flames, but still you're at home. You're playing the San Jose Sharks. But from that point on, it was a rough night for San Jose for Calgary. They get outscored six to two in the final two periods and the Sharks with a six, three victory uh, over the Calgary flames last night. Not a great night for Dustin Wolf and credit to him. He, he spoke to the media after the game. He admitted it. It's a learning experience for me. I've got to be better. And look, he's still going to be good. We don't throw him in the garbage chute after a game like that. It was a tough night for Dustin Wolf. It's going to happen. He's still, I think, a kid that's going to be the long-term guy here in net for the Flames, especially assuming that if they trade Markstrom, which is still very much up in the air right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, Calgary kind of proving that uh, while they had been playing some solid hockey and it was an overall positive road trip for them uh, just now uh, to keep them in the playoff race, despite the fact you know, that um, they might be trading a couple of their pieces before the deadline. They really shouldn't be trusted, you know, as the minus 340 favorites, 340, 350 favorites that they were uh, last night uh, in that game. And someone that was 100% behind that belief that they didn't deserve to be minus 350 favorites last night was our very own John Massey, who, as you know, has been a, a viewer, listener of the show. And in our chat repeatedly, he's been on a bunch of our bet casts. Uh, over the years, including last night. And speaking of John Massey, we have an announcement. He is going to be joining us on Monday uh, on the Ice Guys show. So for the first time ever, John Massey will be helping us break down the uh, NHL card on Monday 
at 2 p.m. Eastern. And by the way, there are a ton of day games, ton of afternoon games on Monday because of the holiday. What we'll be doing is on Sunday's show at noon Eastern, we will be talking about the first four games from Monday's card on Sunday's show. So that's going to be all the games up to and including Vancouver, Minnesota on Monday, which is 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. And then on Monday's show, it'll be me, Alex, uh, Brett Skalski, and John Massey, the four of us, and we will be uh, breaking down Detroit, Seattle, and the rest of the Monday card from that point uh, on Monday's show. So that's at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's, yeah, President's Day. Yeah, President's Day in the United States on uh, Monday. Uh, that's the holiday. I know it's MLK. I figured it out over the years. It's MLK Day on the Monday holiday in January, and it's um, President's Day, the Monday holiday in February. So, yeah, that's what it is. There's tons of day games. There's more afternoon games than night games on Monday. So uh, that's the way we'll do it. We'll do the first few Monday games on Sunday's show and then the rest of the Monday card at our usual Monday start time, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. So John Massey's joining us Monday, and if you were on the BetCast last night, he joined us for the third period of the Detroit-Vancouver game once he got home. And apparently, and he bet against Calgary, and he had a piece of San Jose, plus one and a half, puck line, and a little on the money line. Uh, great calls by him. He put together a epic soliloquy and rant about why the Calgary Flames can't be trusted as big favorites that rivals some of my better rants on this show. I mean, it was really, really well done. Uh, it was hilarious. It was your uh, and uh, John Massey's one of our favorite characters. He's he's got that dry wit sense of humor uh, a lot of times, and he basically nailed it. I don't think he could have said it any better than he did. So for I, I'm doing a, everyone that's not a Patreon member a favor here with this, but it's so good. I said I'm going to play it. But this is from our Patreon exclusive live betcast last night, third period during the Detroit Vancouver game when John Massey joined us and uh, talked about the Calgary Flames. Uh, and I think everything he said was not only hilarious, the way he said it, but I think a lot of it was spot on as well. So here we go. From last night's BetCast, John Massey, who will be joining us, of course, on Monday, talking about those Calgary Flames. Yeah. You know, I you know, tried telling people. I jumped on the stream and the chat earlier during the afternoon and said and made the point of telling people and just spreading the word if anybody knows betting the calgary flames and has pontificated on betting the calgary flames it's me i have spent more precious oxygen on betcasts live betting them there is no circumstance where they should be minus 290 against yeah. another team in the national hockey league. even the fucking sharks yeah. it doesn't matter mediocre teams of which the calgary flames are definitely one should it be minus three dollars against our ladies of the poor and sick and blind i don't <laughs> care first you game getting the san jose sharks at the dirt lowest possible value because of how bad they looked against Winnipeg. Yeah. And you have the Calgary Flames looking good against the Bruins out in the All-Star break, against the Devils who stink and started Vanacek, against the Islanders who skate like they have a bunch of pianos on their back, and a good game against the Rangers <laughs> they lost. They are all high and mighty. The fans feel great. 
They're thinking they could make the playoffs. And no team spits in their face of their home fans quite like the Calgary Flames. When they get good, boy, do they shit on them. And that is exactly what happened tonight in a true Malinsky special. 100%. I mean, I, there's, you can't refute any of that. You know they've done like, this before Jesus. many a time, and you, and you know what? To add insult to injury, one nothing Calgary through one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's just like no, 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 no. We give you hope. Look, we're locked down. We can do this with Wolfie and Net. You yeah. know, AHL, our our uh, our top prospect between the pipes. We can do this. We can that steal team this. Fucking game. owes Dustin Wolf a dinner on the house and a bar tab on the house. They hung him out to goddamn dry Absolutely. tonight. It was brutal. Yeah. It is there it is john massey ladies and gentlemen round of applause yeah. round of applause for that uh, that was absolutely yeah. that was spot on and it was hilarious as shit at the same time yeah absolutely i mean like you know like so we, we talked about this team for a while and you just can't have them in that kind of a spot simple as that yeah exactly we'll have to remember that in the future because the i just wish san jose just wasn't so freaking I, I just wish they weren't san jose or else you know i probably might have considered being on them uh last night there so uh, yeah, but just an awful loss right there for the uh, Calgary Flames last night. And uh, as John so eloquently stated, you know, uh, typical of what they do. I mean, they get everybody all fired up. Great road trip. They had multiple wins. They beat Boston. They beat some other pretty good teams on that trip. Uh, and the only game they lost was the Ranger game. And even then, you know, they were right there in it. And then they come back home and they lose to San Jose as like a minus 300 favorite. I think they were only minus 300. I said minus 350. I think they were only minus 300 or so. Uh, last but that's still obviously way too much of a price to trust a team uh, like the calgary flames all right we've got calgary and not calgary we've got carolina and arizona the only game of the friday card coming up but first before we do that we're going to hear uh, from our great sponsors boston hemp inc on this beantown friday edition of the show Shout out, as always, to Boston Hemp Inc., our sponsors here of the Ice Guys Show, seven days a week, including Boston, including Beantown Friday. All right, we've got one game tonight. Here it is, Carolina and Arizona uh, matching up in the lone game on this uh, Friday night NHL slate. We've got the Carolina Hurricanes, minus 210 road favorites, six being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, you look at uh, Carolina coming off, it was a, a disappointing loss in one of those you know, statement games, litmus test games, I guess you could call it, uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars the other night, the East versus West battle. You know, they didn't really play that bad in defeat. You know, if you look at it, they actually carried the play for extended stretches, but could not find a way to beat uh, Jake Ottinger in that game enough to get the victory. Uh, Dallas did a good job keeping things to the outside. Um, 
34 22 uh, shots on goal advantage for the hurricanes and if you look at the advanced metrics of that game you'll see expected goals share was in carolina's favor as well but at the end of the night all that matters is do you win or do you lose and carolina ended up losing 4-2 to dallas the other night uh, that snapped a mini two-game win streak still it's been a pretty solid run for carolina talking about a team that is five and two in their last seven games and they will look to bounce back tonight against an Arizona team that is clearly struggling right now. Seven-game losing streak for the Coyotes, which uh, extended itself with their loss to Minnesota the other night in that game. You know, you look at this, they've got the big, they do have the big game, Rich. That's the one little caveat to all this that I'm concerned about. And this is not a big unit game for me. This is just, we sprinkle a couple of small bets on this game. That's it. We we don't shoot the wad tonight, okay? We, we, we be careful tonight. We be a little bit you know conservative tonight and we uh, keep things uh, in line for tomorrow uh, where we're going to have a lot more uh, games and a lot more opportunities as well but uh, I am concerned about the Vegas game being tomorrow night. it's a huge game for the Hurricanes but they're off a loss and this is a ripe opponent that's there for the taking right now so the only thing I'm really going to look at tonight in this game is I'm going to go with a Carolina first period puck line uh, in this game, I think that's probably a good approach. You'd expect a pretty strong start here uh, from the Hurricanes coming off the uh, defeat to Dallas. Uh, and Arizona, too, if you look at the uh, last few games that they've played, when's the last time they haven't been trailing uh, after the first period of a game? You know, it, it's happened a lot lately to this uh, Arizona Coyotes team. I know Mini was up in the first period after uh, the other night. Uh, you go back, Vegas jumped on them in the first period coming out of the break. So that first period puck line on Carolina, we will look in that direction, minus a half, plus 145 uh, in that game. And uh, I'm also going to do a smaller uh, position here on Carolina's first period team total uh, in this game. Uh, I'm just going to take a look to see what the uh, current prices are because I might be a little more conservative with that. And instead, because sometimes I go for the over one and a half, with the team total in the first period. In this situation, I'm going to go with over one plus 110. You can go over one and a half plus 220 with Carolina, that first period uh, team total. But I'm going to be a little bit safer here with that over one plus 110 on BetMGM in that first period team total for Carolina. So if they get a goal in the first, we push. And obviously, if they get the two goals, you cash your ticket. So over one plus 110 first period team total Canes. Uh, Canes minus a half plus 145 first period puck line. And I'd prefer that rather than anything else. Like I, I don't mind the full, the over three and a half team total for the full game at minus 130. But I've seen this with Carolina before. They jump out in front and they can park the bus and they win three to one. You know, do you know how many times I've seen that from this Hurricanes team over the years? So that would concern me about them getting to four. They're not always a shoe-in to get you four goals, especially uh, under Brindamore's system. This is a team that if they get out in front early, they can sometimes just shut you down uh, and go from there. That being said, Carolina the last three times in Arizona, they have won and they've won 5-3, 5-3, and 6-1. to one. So all the games have gone over the total. They've gone over their team total as well. So I might get in for that for a small bet but i prefer the early looks quite honestly the first period puck line the first period team total the over three and a half for the full game i probably bet but for smaller uh amounts uh, with that uh, that's what i would be looking at here and it is worth noting too with uh arizona we know vimelka has not had a good season at all especially of late he's not played well and he is back in net tonight for the uh, arizona coyotes so i think when you look at it it's just not a whole lot of confidence in that guy uh, right now 
especially now when you even see with Ingram in net, they've been giving up goals uh, of late. Kochekov expected in net. That has not been confirmed yet. This is an interesting call here for Carolina because this is the front end of a back-to-back for them. You know, they are in Vegas uh, tomorrow night, uh, this um, uh, this uh, Hurricanes team. So keep an eye on this. Of course, with Ronta and Anderson still on the mend, this could be a Spencer Martin night for Carolina. And of course, they picked him up on waivers uh, about a month or so ago. And I think he has gotten into a game or, game or two maybe with Carolina since they picked him up. But this could be a Spencer Martin start for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Save Kochekov for Vegas uh, tomorrow night. So keep an eye on that. But that's why I'm going the routes I'm going here, especially first period puck line, team totals, full game, not worrying about money line or what Carolina gives up. Focus on the fact that I think tonight against Vimelka and an Arizona team that is given up more goals lately. Look at Arizona since the break. They allowed three to Minnesota, five to Philly, five to Nashville. You know, they are giving up more goals lately, this Coyotes team. So that's what I'm looking at, those slew of Hurricanes bets, first period puck line, first period team total, and a little on that over three and a half full game as well. Uh, what are you liking here, Alex? Carolina, Arizona. I'm going to be looking for the first period over in game. It's a dollar thirty, but I think we can wait and, and we'll be able to get some time to grab this at, at close to a plus price. So a dollar ten or better is what, I, what I'm kind of shooting for. So wait two or three minutes into the game and looking for a better adjustment of the first period. That's the only thing I like in this contest. There you go. Uh, nice and uh, uh, to the point there with that, just a little first period over a look at some point. As far as the props here in this game, I've, I've talked about Michael Bunting a little bit uh, lately for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. He has been on fire. Uh, for them, uh, not on fire, but he's picked it up a little bit for them uh, lately. Uh, no question. I know Marty Natchez, uh, people mentioning him in the chat, and uh, why wouldn't you? Uh, he's been uh, very good lately for them. He had the hat trick against Colorado. Uh, he's got five points in the last five games uh, for this Carolina Hurricanes team. So uh, keep an eye on what he's potentially able to do. You know, they're giving Jack, Jack Drury hasn't really hit it off yet, you know, despite his position up the lineup to the second line, but. Uh, he's definitely uh, been able to get some things done. Stefan Nason's on the fourth line, but he still gets you know power play time, so you could still maybe take a look uh, with his props. For Arizona, I wouldn't want to go too heavily on their props. I really don't know against this stingy Carolina team defensively, you know how much they're going to give up. So uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, in this one. So Alex, by the way, has just let us know that he's going to depart. Uh, like I say, not feeling well, so he doesn't have a bargain bin or best bet. So. Uh, yeah, he's going to, uh, you can tell he's feeling it today, but uh, that's okay. He'll get his rest. He'll be back with us on uh, Saturday tomorrow for the big show. It'll be me, Alex, and uh, Zach Urban. So again, no best bet, no bargain bin for uh, Alex B. Smith here for the one game uh, today on this uh, slate. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, Alex on IR. No, just for the rest of this show. Uh, there's a pretty good chance he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, with us and uh, again we're gonna have uh, a huge Saturday slate coming up so uh, keep an eye on that uh, anyway getting back to what Arizona was looking at here as far as um, this uh, game um, Logan Cooley scored the other night I, I think Cooley and Gunther on that third line I thought that was actually their best line the other night against the uh, Minnesota Wild you know Michelli has also scored lately Logan Cooley got a really nice goal against Minnesota uh, it was the only goal that the Coyotes scored in that game. That Cooley, McBain, and Gunther line uh, could be worth a look here as far as if you're going to look at anyone, just from a value standpoint. And, and if you base it on what you saw the last game from Arizona, you could make a good argument that that was their best line last night so or against Minnesota on Wednesday night. So maybe uh, 
Logan Cooley, Dylan Gunther. You're going to get big prices uh, with them right now to uh, score a goal uh, tonight for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, There's definitely some value with them uh, in this game tonight. All right, there you go. That's it. One game uh, on the uh, Friday uh, NHL slate tonight. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit the like button uh, if you haven't done so already. And again, if you are not a Patreon member, we've said this a bunch. I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, We had a great live betcast last night, Patreon exclusive, lots of fun, lots of profits. It was an incredibly profitable night with the uh, exclusive betcast last night. And I do want to mention we've got another Patreon exclusive live betcast coming up next week. Date to be determined, but there will be another one next week. So if you missed the BetCast last night and you're not a Patreon member, don't you dare miss out on the next one coming up next week. So again, to have access to all our Patreon-exclusive live BetCasts, to have access to our daily sides, totals, and player props, our bonus content, goalie charts, totals charts, our bonus videos that we record, uh, throughout the season, and we will have a Q&A video before the end of the month uh, on the Patreon page as well. To get all that exclusive content, make sure you sign up at patreon.com slash guys. just $10 per month for all that exclusive content, including it would have been last night's BetCast, and of course, next week, we will have another Patreon-exclusive live BetCast coming your way. So again, Get in there and become a Patreon member. And again, your $10 per month go a long way to keeping the show rolling for the long term. So sign up and subscribe. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 per month. And a reminder too, make sure you check out the Ice Guys store. Get your gear and merch uh, there. And there's a lot of great options uh, available to you at the Ice Guys store at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right. We are awaiting Jimmy Murphy. Jimmy Murphy is scheduled to call in with us any minute. So we're going to try to hang in there for a few minutes so that we can chat with Jimmy at least for a few minutes here on this uh, Friday show. Get his thoughts on the Bruins last night, their game against Seattle, and their little bit of a struggle, if you will, since the All-Star break. We'll get Jimmy's take on that. Maybe get some of his thoughts looking ahead to Saturday's games as well. So hopefully we get Jimmy on here in the next uh, few minutes uh, with us. In the meantime, too, I also want to remind everybody that we do have our next public free-for-all BetCast coming up Tuesday, February 27th. So that is in about a week and a half from now, uh, our next Ice Guys uh, Live uh, BetCast uh, that is coming up on um, Tuesday, February 27th at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. I'm just going to get the uh, ad on the screen. There we go. That is the next public BetCast, okay, free-for-all. So for this one, you do not have to be a Patreon member to tune in and you do not have to be a patreon member to join us for this one tuesday february 27th 7 p.m eastern time it's a heck of a slate that night dallas colorado is one of the games that's about as good as it gets battle for first place in the central division uh, that night so it's going to be a great night of hockey that's our uh, main bet cast for the month of february uh, that is uh, available to everybody Uh, so that's tuesday february 27th 7 p.m. Eastern time. Again, you can DM or email uh, either me uh, or Alex uh, for a spot on that BetCast, uh, and we will make sure we send you the StreamYard link for it. So again, this BetCast, Tuesday, February 27th, free to the public, free to everybody. You do not have to be a Patreon member to be part of this one. Tuesday, February 27th, 
at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We are looking forward to that one coming up toward uh, the end of the month. All right. We will get to bargain bin special of the night and we will get to uh, best bets uh, in just a moment. And Jimmy's joined us. So we will run the ad uh, for Boston Hemp Inc. And then we will bring in Jimmy Murphy uh, before we wrap things up here on this Friday edition of the show. But first, we will hear from our great sponsors, Boston Hemp Inc. Boston and Pink, make sure you check them out. Again, 20% off any order, all their products on the website using promo code ICEGUYS to get 20% off. Check it out, bostonhempinc.com. We have Jimmy Murphy with us uh, now on the Friday edition. It's been a couple of shows now since we've checked in with our guy, uh, Jimmy Murphy. Of course, you can check him out Monday to Friday with Pierre Maguire, the eye test, 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday. Jimmy, what's up? How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me okay, Ian? We got you. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm having a little issues with my phone connecting to my car, so I can't put you on the uh, the audio there with the car, but here I am. So, Good stuff. Good to hear from you. Yeah, we'll make it short and sweet here, just a few minutes uh, with you, and we'll do something cool with Jimmy here since he's uh, only with us on Fridays. We'll do a go through the entire Saturday card in just a moment with Jimmy, just rapid fire, whatever comes to mind with each game. Okay. Side total, player prop, just – Whatever lean in that, whatever gut lean you have uh, for each game, we'll do that in a second. But first, I want to talk Bruins because I was that game was phenomenal to me last night, Jimmy. I actually took Seattle uh, last uh-huh. night in that I'd game. A smart against man. The, uh, yep, against the Bruins. Not only that, but I had a gut feeling these Massachusetts boys on this Kraken team <laughs> were going to come home and have a hell of a game. I was on Joey Decord over 26 and a half saves. I and had it as easily, well. Yep, got that done. And guess who had his bargain bin special on Maddie Beneers? Yours truly, plus 490 uh, to score against the Boston Bruins. And uh, what a win for Seattle last night, Jimmy. Yeah, look, uh, first off, I want to say in terms of uh, a great call by you on both there, um, but uh, look at the goalie thing first. And not just, I'll get to Decord specifically in a second, but I want to tell everybody out there right now, until further notice, Bet the over on saves for every opposing goalie to the Boston Bruins right now because the Bruins are getting tons of shots. They're not scoring, but their volume of shots is high right now in their last three games. (laughs) And they've kind of come in with the mentality to kind of snap out of this funk, just throw anything at the net, and hopefully we get a dirty goal and things start to bounce our way. They're not bouncing their way right now, and the Bruins are clearly in in a funk right now and in a bad place. But that being said, like I said, just just keep that's a good prop to maybe do again tomorrow when they face the L.A. Kings. Take the over on whoever is in net for L.A., the over saves. Um, but as far as the cord goes last night, look, I I think I've told you guys before. I know Brian, I know Joey, I know his dad, Brian, very well. Joey DeCord's dad, Brian DeCord. 
I uh, was the goalie coach of the Boston Bruins when I became a beat writer covering the Bruins way back in 20, 2001, 2001, 2002 season. And he was there for two seasons. Great guy. He's now the goalie. He did stints in Toronto, Arizona. I believe there's one other team along the way. Um, and he's now the goalie coach for Boston University. Um, and he runs a great goalie camp that a lot of NHL goalies work at in the offseason here that are from the area. Um, Corey Schneider's probably is his biggest product that he's put in the NHL besides his kid. Um, but it, it's a great, great story. I was happy for him. I, I knew he was going to come in and, and really do his best to, uh, take one from the hometown team there. Uh, and Matty Beneers is a really good call by you. And I had that as well. Um, unfortunately I did both. I, I did both in a same game parlay, uh, and, and that didn't hit. <laughs> so, um, but Still, great call there in Seattle. You're playing Uh-oh, like that Jim. type of hockey right oh, now. Jim. You got me? Yeah, you're back. Okay. So watch out for Seattle right now, Ian, because they remind me a lot of them against Colorado in the playoffs right now. They're playing the perfect playoff road type hockey. I don't know how that translates when they get back to home ice. I, I don't know if they can mentally – continue it because you are on home ice but for now and anytime they're on the road they're a great road team to bet i think going down the stretch here really enjoyed their game and the system they were laying down against the bruins um so yeah that's my take on that game and uh like i said watch those goalie saves over against the bruins right now yeah there's no question um that is definitely something to keep an eye on and i thought i heard jim montgomery say we want to shoot the puck more after one of the losses the washington game or one yep, of those losses. Yep. And boy, they've heated those words. I mean, they had 38, I think, against Tampa the other night. Yeah, they, and they had another 38. High 30s. I want to say 35 yep. the game before that again. Yeah. Yep. They did. Yeah. Yep. So, You're right. Percent that theory of take over saves for the goaltender that's in net against the Boston Bruins right now. That's not a bad option. So whoever it's it is tomorrow for that early matinee affair, Kings Bruins, Riddick or Talbot. You know, look over saves for whoever yep. it is. Yep, that's what I would do. So no anyhow, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that game. Uh, I hope everything's going well on your end. Absolutely it is. I also want to bring up this uh, Lucic situation. Apparently the trial's been dismissed, and I know you had a story on that. So it looks like the his uh, wife decided not to testify. So that's the reason. Yep. And they, look, I'm not, uh, I do not have any proof as to whether he was guilty or innocent of the charges. However, my, my take on this is um, it's in the big picture of things. And I know this isn't really, you know, we're, we're, I'm just talking real life and big picture. Um, I think it's just, it's another bad sign of how this, this culture and this society um, reacts to domestic violence and I'm not, again, I don't know this is why she refused to testify, but we've seen too many times where uh, the alleged victim uh, refuses to testify because she's afraid of the backlash. She's afraid of more of more violence towards her. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into it, but there's a reason that a lot of these, these cases and these charges never really end up seeing the light of day. Um, it's just, I think because of the culture we're in now, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to paint Lucic guilty in this. I don't know for a fact what happened. I've heard plenty of stories, but I have no 
substantial proof as to what is true and what's not. Um, but it, you know, it's expected. I, I didn't really think it would go past today. I wasn't surprised because that's just the way these cases go. As for Lucic, uh, I've heard no word. I asked the Bruins if they had any public comment on the result today. Uh, they did not reply. Um, you know, he is still on the roster. He is technically still on LTIR and in a leave of absence. I do not know what their plans are. Um, I would think based on the fact that they have been steadfast with their support of him and his family, uh, that they won't cut ties. I know there's a lot of people saying cut ties with them anyways. Um, it's too much of a distraction. He probably did it anyways. I don't think that's how it's going to go. I think the Bruins are going to keep him. I think that the question now is with Don Sweeney so far up against the cap, he, he's got, I think something like only 82,000 to spend wow. against the cap right oh, now shit. heading into the trade deadline in, in less than a month. Does he just say, screw it? I mean, what's Lucic really going to bring to the lineup right now? He hasn't played since October 21st. He really didn't show much in the games he played. He's not the Milan Lucic of, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And like, what's he really going to bring to the lineup right now? I, yes, the Bruins need a physical presence in that fourth line. Yes, they, they need to be tougher. But Milan Lucic is not that answer. You got to go younger. You got to go with somebody that can keep up with the speed of the game. I would not waste that million in cap space that I can gain from him being on LTIR uh, by putting him back in the lineup now. I just leave him leave him there for the rest of the season. His contract runs out. You can you can talk. There's plenty of time between now and then to to get a gauge where he's at mentally and physically, and if you should go forward and maybe offer him another contract or just part ways. But I, I just I wouldn't make any decision on it now from the Bruins. But I'm not the Bruins, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it will be interesting to see exactly where uh, Boston and Lucic, for that matter, they go from here after, uh, obviously, the news today, the trial being uh, dismissed uh, following the uh, refusal to testify from Mrs. Uh, Lucic for that. So keep an eye on that. I didn't realize they were that bumped up against the cap. My goodness. And I thought Toronto had it bad. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm going in and out again, Ian. I apologize. No, we got on you. On the road as always, but uh, if you can hear me, yeah, you got me. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they've got a lot of work to do with that cap. I mean, that's why I've been saying for a while now that I think when the Bruins make a deal, considering the fact they don't have a first, second, third, or third round pick in this year's draft, they don't have a second or third round pick in next year's draft. Uh, they're thin on prospects. I think you're going to see a player for player trade from Don Sweeney before the deadline. Um, it's going to have to be salary in, salary out. So um, keep that in mind when you're kind of looking at trade scenarios for the Bruins. I know they continue to be linked to Noah Hannafin. As I wrote the other day, uh, Flames assistant GM Dave Nonis was in the house to scout the, the Lightning. He was there again last night. I mean, to scout the Lightning Bruins. He was there again last night to scout the Bruins Kraken. So clearly he's keeping an eye on the Bruins. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, yep. So I'd keep an eye on the Flames and the Bruins. Yep, they're definitely in the mix, too. A lot of teams for the potential for uh, Noah Hannafin. Uh, no question about that. All right, Jimmy, tonight's one and only game. It's not the most marquee game that you'll ever get, but there is a game tonight, Carolina-Arizona. Carolina is a minus 210 road favorite. Uh, what stands out to you about anything you would potentially look at in that game? Um, Two teams going in opposite directions. Uh, look, I think Arizona proved that they're on the right track this year. Um, I'm not by any means 
counting them completely out, but it seems like reality is starting to set in that they're just not quite a playoff team yet. Um, and I think, you know, Carolina is going to cement that reality home tonight. I'm doing a Jimmy Puck line, Carolina minus one and a half. There you go. Jimmy Puck line, Carolina minus one and a half there uh, in that game. No question. I think those are some uh, decent looks there. No question. Um, all right. Uh, Saturday, we're going to go rapid fire. There's a huge slate on Saturday. We're going to start with the team you cover, Jimmy. It's the first game of the day, 1230 Eastern. Los Angeles Kings, Boston Bruin. Bruins minus 150, total five and a half. What do you like in there? Uh, I'm going to go, uh, so we're going to have, uh, I don't know who the Kings are going to have, but Almark will be in net. He tends to be in net for higher scoring games. Uh, though he has been pretty good lately. His goals against has gone down. His save percentage has gone up a little in the last couple games. But still, um, I think LA is starting to feel it a bit. Uh, so I'm going to take a draw, the Kings, and the under. There you go. Draw Kings and under for this uh, early game on uh, Saturday after. I can't lay minus 150 with Boston right now. I'll tell you that. We'll get no. to that game more uh, tomorrow, but I'm not prepared to do that the, right the now. Bruins tend to, the Bruins, Ian, too, I mean, historically, I'm talking back to when I used to go to games at the old Boston Garden. For some reason or another, the Bruins have not done well in home matinees. Uh, they tend to really suck. So just All right, keep, that, keep in that in mind. Saturday matinees, Boston, not the best. All right, Ottawa, Chicago, Jimmy. Ottawa minus 180, road favorites, six and a half the total. What do you think there? Uh, look, you would think Ottawa's going to want to bounce back after what happened against Anaheim last night. Uh, that was just a complete no-show. And they had really been starting to put things together right in. So uh, kind of stunned there. Credit to Anaheim. Credit to my buddy Greg Cronin, the head coach, for uh, getting his team to bounce back from the five nothing loss in Montreal uh, on Tuesday. Um, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. You know, buddy, I'm gonna go with the crazy underdog here. Give me the Blackhawks as a big dog on Saturday. <laughs> I thought last night was going to be the night they'd pull the big upset and Bedard's return, and it didn't happen uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. But uh, we'll see. I, you know, we'll see. I think they're with Bedard back, though. You're and especially when they're at home, you're going to see good effort from them. Yeah. So we'll see if they're live Saturday and against uh, Ottawa. There, I jump on the over too with that first period over, over total, and yeah. uh, give me a Bedard goal prop. I think he gets he he cashes in. Probably the game, one of the best games of the afternoon for sure tomorrow. Edmonton and Dallas. We've got minus 110, even money in Dallas, six and a half. I said all week long, Jimmy, we're going to start seeing a little regression for Edmonton defensively. You can't go on that long giving up two goals or less in every game. And sure enough, six to St. Louis they allow last night, four to Detroit. Um, that's what I'm noticing with them. Uh, what do you think here? Great matchup, Oilers-Stars. Yeah, this is, this could be a great matchup. Maybe something we see in the Western Conference Final. I think there's a strong chance of that uh, later on down the road. But um, look, I'm gonna, I'm liking Dallas right now. I, I think you're absolutely right with what you, you're saying there about the Oilers coming back down to earth a bit, especially defensively. Uh, that's not to say that their their structure has completely disappeared. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think, you know, they learned a lot during that, that run that they had. They learned that they can play the right way. They can play two-way hockey. So I think maybe they tighten up a bit more, especially they get up for a big game like this. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a good game 
but I take I'll take the stars here just straight up on the money line. There you go. Dallas is what Jimmy's liking there. Detroit, Calgary. Calgary minus 125 home favorite, six and a half. What do you think there? Wings, Flames. Yeah, Wings are interesting right now. Um, I I thought they'd catch Vancouver on a typical first game back from the road trip there. Uh, looks like a good spot for them. Kind of an understandable loss if Vancouver had lost. Uh, but kudos to the Canucks. You know, really strong performance there. Taking care of a a really pesky team that's that's proven there for real. Um, but I, I think Detroit maybe is going to go in a little spell here. And so I'm going to go with the uh, Calgary Flames to bounce back after they lost in historic, embarrassing fashion to the San Jose Sharks. I think they have a gut check game and they win. All right. You're liking Calgary there. All right. There's another good one Saturday afternoon, 5 Eastern. Battle of Florida reignited. Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay oh, Lightning. Yeah. Florida minus 125 road favorites in Tampa, six and a half the total. Um, I know what I'm doing in this game, and that's not betting against Florida right now. It doesn't mean I'll be on Florida, but I ain't betting against them right now. What do you think of that one? Yeah, I'm not betting against them either right now, but I do think Tampa shows up. I think Tampa's uh, quietly playing some great hockey right now. They're right there in the third slot in the Atlantic Division, and, uh, you know, <laughs> Now they're only, they're looking at the Bruins are right above them in second. They're no longer in first. Um, but I, I like this I like this game to go to overtime. Uh, it's, it's become a great rivalry. I, it's got a lot of meaning right now. It holds a lot of weight in the standings. Both teams will be up for it. Give me the draw. Draw for Jimmy. Yeah, I, that might be on my card too. Draw tomorrow. Panthers Lightning. We'll talk about it more on Saturday. Buffalo, Minnesota. Minnesota minus 150 home favorites against the Sabres. Don't look now. The Wild are still in the playoff race. What do you think there? They are. And I think, you know, I kind of talked about, uh, who was it earlier, I was saying, that was kind of fading out and coming to reality. Sorry, I'm driving in traffic here, Ian. But uh, I, I think they're one of those teams, too. They, you know, they've been holding out hope. We still can make the playoffs. We're still mathematically. You're not going to the playoffs, Buffalo. Just, just get that three ahead. It's not happening. Uh, they're going the other way now. Reality's set in. Uh, give me the wild. I'm going to take the wild in regulation. All right, wild in regulation. Nashville, St. Louis, uh, St. even money. St. Louis minus 115, slight home favorites. I mean, Nashville looks like they're falling apart, Jimmy. There's not been a good week Another for them. team. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like more and more that uh, UC Saros could be traded, which that's got to be hanging over their heads right now. I mean, if, if yeah, he hasn't know. been very good lately, he's been no, really he hasn't bad. Been good, and I think yep. it's weighing on yep. him right now. And yep. I think, you know, if the team knows, hey, you're about to trade our franchise goalie. I mean, that pretty much means you've given up on us for the season. Um, so they're another one that's, you know, we're, we're seeing this a lot. Right. We're at that point where the, the cream's rising to the top and the national predators are not part of that cream. Um, so. I'm just I can't I can't bet on the Predators right now. Even though I think they they come back and play a strong game, I, I just I can't I can't see it. You know, like I mean, it's it's, it's a, they don't have it right now. There's something missing there. So I'm going to go the other way on the money line. All right, there we go. Uh, wa- the rest of the games are night games. Washington and Montreal. Uh, Mon- uh, actually, it's Washington minus 120 road favorites in Montreal. Six being the uh, total uh, in that game. I don't know. I don't have a strong feel for that game, but Capitals are just not someone I'm looking to bet right now. Yeah, I don't have a feel for the game. All I'm going to do is ride the Slavkovsky train, Ian. That's the Keep bet. them coming, Slav. 
There you go. I have been on goal props with Slavkovsky like five or six or seven in a row now. Uh, and he is percolating right now with Suzuki and Caulfield oh, on that top line. Finally, he's gotten it rolling. He knew it was going to happen at some point. And finally, uh, he's getting it rolling right now. You're right. That's the best bet in that game. It's not a side. It's not a total. It's Slavkovsky to score a goal for the Montreal Canadiens. No question. Especially if we're going to get over plus 300 again. They haven't adjusted the price on that either. Still north yeah. of plus 300 on him to score a goal. But eventually, that's got to come down. Uh, Anaheim, Toronto. We've got Dave. Uh, in our chat, Dave Holbrecht, uh, he is a uh, California viewer and listener of the Ice Guys show and a Duck season ticket holder. He hasn't given us a call oh, on the game. Yeah, pretty cool. But he does say, and this is him as a Ducks fan, Duck, Duck season ticket holder saying this, that Tyler Bertuzzi is going to bust out of his slump and score against Anaheim uh, tomorrow night uh, in that game. So I'm writing that down. I'm keeping it, and I will give him the credit if Bertuzzi, because Bertuzzi, man, it's getting worse. It's not only he's had a million chances, he's not scoring one goal in the last, what, 30 plus games. He took a bad penalty, which led to Philly tying the game last night. I mean, it's just been a, it's been a rough, rough go. He's in one right now, Tyler Bertuzzi for the Leafs, but that's a bold call, Dave. Bertuzzi busting the slump scoring tomorrow night. What do you think there, Jimmy? And I'm Toronto. Well, you know, just say uh, I'm sure you have it somewhere. Somebody told you that they're now. We know Jimmy's going in and out. We'll wait for it. He usually clicks back in. We'll wait to see if he does here. Yeah, Matthew Nyes, by the way, uh, got into the doghouse of Keep last night. There was a play he made that was a turnover that led to a goal, and, you know, Keith didn't love it. And Keith didn't love Bertuzzi. I'm worried Bertuzzi may not even play tomorrow night. There's some whispers going on. He might be a healthy scratch tomorrow night just to, hit, you know, allow him to maybe hit the reset button and, you know, just take a night away from playing a game and just, you know, look at the game from up in the press box. I'm, I'm hearing there's a potential he may not play tomorrow night. Uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and be a healthy scratch. Not for sure yet. Hasn't been confirmed, but that's what could put a uh, fly in the ointment to Dave's theory there that uh, Bertuzzi will end his slump against Anaheim tomorrow. He's got to play first. You know, that's going to end up being the question. <laughs> so uh, we'll see on that. Um, I think we've lost Jimmy. On, oh, there he is. He's back. There we got him again. You got me, brother? We got you. Yeah, Anaheim, Toronto. Anaheim, Toronto. So, yeah, Toronto regulation. All right, to bounce back strong. How about the next one is this outdoor game, ABC, nationally televised, Saturday night, Philadelphia, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium. Total six and a half, New Jersey minus 155 favorites in this game. To me, that's flyers and under if I'm betting that game, and certainly I think it could be lower scoring. New Jersey's not been that over machine lately, and we know how Philly wants to play. Yeah, you look, I, I always tend to go unders on the uh, the outdoor games, even when it's down at a five sometimes I'll go under. I just, and I don't know, like lately I've been proven wrong. I mean, it's starting on the under on this one, considering it's at a six, six and a half, it's going to be chilly out there. But I'm going the other way on the side, Ian. I think New Jersey bounces back. I think Jack Hughes has a huge game. I've been told that... Uh, he had an interesting conversation with team management after his actions last night. I think he answers the bell. I loved his passion, but he knows, and they obviously let him know uh, that he was channeling that passion the wrong way. You can't you can't be slamming your stick like that and throwing it on yeah. the ice. Uh, you're just letting the other team know that they're in your head. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's the last thing you want to do. So I think he bounces back in a big way. Uh, give me the Devils to win this one. And maybe finally send them on a little. I thought they were going to start to do it after the, the two wins prior to last night. Um, but maybe, you know, the outdoor game, national TV, yep. giant stadium. It could be a big momentum builder that they need. No doubt. We got a couple of good ones in the late night hours. One of them being Winnipeg and Vancouver. Vancouver minus 130 home favorite, six the total shaded to the under. What do you think there? Good matchup, Jets, Canucks. Yeah, I'm going to, I don't have anything on the side, Ian. I'm just going to go on the under. I like a, a real defensive battle on this one. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, Vancouver, ultimately they want to be a little tighter defensively under Tockett. We know that's what Winnipeg plays like. Uh, they have been a very under heavy team lately. So, yeah, it's six and a half there, or six uh, in that game. Yeah, it's hard to bet over. I agree. Uh, Carolina, Vegas, another good one. Vegas minus 125 home favorites, six and a half the total. Catching Carolina on a back-to-back. Yeah, that's why I like Vegas in this one. Regardless of what happens tonight, uh, just the fatigue can catch up there. Good on uh, Vegas lucked out getting them on the back-to-back. I don't think Vegas has played since they had that rare, uh, surprising, somewhat surprising uh, stink bomb at home against Minnesota uh, earlier this week. Remember, Minnesota went in there right. uh, yep. and beat Vegas. I think Five, Vegas three, has right? been off since then. Uh, yeah. So you're right. That's a really that's a Vegas spot if I've ever seen one uh, tomorrow yep. night. Uh, against, They've had to uh, simmer Carolina. on it all week and think about it. Yep. You know, I'm sure the coaches will let them have it. It's practice. Actually, I think Cassidy, I saw a bag skating them in one practice. So uh, they're going to come out firing. Yeah, they haven't played since that game, and that that Minnesota game was on uh, Monday night. So Monday night to Saturday, the whole week they've had to stew on that practice up. So yeah, it definitely favors Vegas situationally at a more night there. And final game, Jimmy Columbus and San Jose Blue Jackets minus one thirty road favorites in the tank. San Jose coming back home off the road. Yeah, this is kind of like really who's going to. Um, Give me San Jose. They, they make it two in a row. There you go. How about that? A, a two-game win streak, says Jimmy, for the San Jose Sharks against uh, Columbus there tomorrow night in the uh, final game. All right, Jimmy, we'll let you go, but first best bet. If you had got one, what would it be? Uh, if I got one, it's going to be for whoever's in net to the L.A. Kings tomorrow, the oversaves. There you go. I can't argue with it. You know, Boston's up in the shot volume. They've been employed to do that, try to get out of their offensive doldrums. So there you go. Whoever the goalie is, Riddick or Talbot, LA Kings over saves for Jimmy Murphy. Best bet. Jimmy, awesome stuff, my friend. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll tell everyone, watch the eye test Monday to Friday. Take care, my friend. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right. There he is, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, with us. Uh, Great job. And look, it's not easy. He's driving. The signal is cutting in and out. And he still gave us a good 10, 15 minutes there uh, with us on this Friday edition of the show. All right. We're going to wrap it up in a moment. Bargain bin special of the night for me uh, on this um, NHL slate. I'm just taking a look. It's obviously going to be from the Carolina, Arizona game. Uh, There's nothing that I'm overly in love with tonight, quite honestly, as far as bargain bin special or cider total for that matter. But uh, we are going to pick one here. There's a couple Carolina Hurricanes players that I have uh, whittled it down uh, to as far as uh, player pro- uh, uh, goal scorer prop options here. I remember this guy scored on a Friday night for uh, Carolina, and it wasn't a bargain bin special for me uh, because I think Natchez is probably worth a look. I think Stephen Nason for Carolina is worth a look. Like Nason's plus 550. 
but I'm pretty sure this guy also scored on a Friday night. And I think I might go to the well with him tonight as far as uh, being able to score a goal. And not to mention, we've got him facing his old team. You know, we got the pl former player, former team angle and play here. And that's Jordan Martinuk for the Carolina Hurricanes, plus 460 uh, at FanDuel for him to score a goal tonight. I'm going to go in that uh, direction here uh, with the uh, Carol with uh, Jordan Martinuk plus 460 for my bargain bin special of the night. Carolina Hurricanes facing his old team, the Arizona Coyotes. Honorable mentions to Natchez for the Hurricanes and uh, Stefan Nason uh, for the Hurricanes, who I would probably look at as far as bargain bin uh, options tonight as well. Michael Bunting is not bargain bin price; uh, doesn't fit the criteria to be bargain bin. Uh, plus 280 is the best price I see with him. But yeah, we'll go with uh, Jordan Martinuk here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes for my bargain bin special of the night. All right, best bet for me for this uh, Friday NHL slate. Um, oh boy, it's it's I'm going back and forth. It's either going to be the Carolina team, to, uh, Carolina first period puck line, or it's going to be the uh, Carolina team total over three and a half because I'm going to be on uh, pretty much all of those uh, here tonight in this game. Uh, let me just see here. Uh, and as far as um, and uh, it's a tough call here. I'm just going to see here just quickly. Uh, Arizona. I know Arizona in the first periods have not been doing all that well here since the uh, break. We know against Minnesota, they lost that game. Uh, they ended up trailing uh, early uh, in that game. Uh, and actually, it's their two home games since the uh, break. Yeah, they were down one nothing after the first to um, Minnesota. Uh, they did lead Philly one nothing after the first, but that was on the road. It was one one in Nashville after the first, but the two Arizona home games here at the Mullet Arena, they since the All Star break, they were trailing after the first period. I like the price. That's what we're going to go with. Carolina first period puck line minus a half plus one forty five. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this Friday card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition. Uh, of the ice guys we thank everyone for joining us hit the like button uh, on the way out we appreciate it very much we've got obviously a huge saturday slate with me alex and zach urban coming your way tomorrow at noon eastern uh, and we will obviously tee up the uh, uh huge saturday card which features 13 games on tap so uh, looking forward to that tomorrow when we rejoin you again a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, amazon music and more download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live i'm ian cameron have a great friday night enjoy the game and good luck we'll talk to you tomorrow on saturday for another edition of the ice guys Thank <sighs> you.